Hey there, I'm Ash T, and on today's episode of The Dropouts, I have my good friend Emily Pecora, who I met through a mutual acting coach in Texas by the name of Brian Thornton. Now, what's so interesting about Emily was she was a trial attorney, and now she's an actress. So welcome to the podcast, Emily. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Well, I'm excited to have you. <laughs> Let's get right into it. Let's you, do it. You were born into You were born in Minnesota, right? Right, yeah, born okay. in, well, actually born in Wisconsin, Green Bay, Wisconsin, so oh. sometimes I don't like to tell Viking fans that, but I moved quickly then to Minnesota and then was raised in a small suburb of St. Paul. Okay, I know nothing about sports, so <laughs> the Vikings, uh, what's, okay. Vikings like, and Packers are huge rivals, so, oh, yeah. cool. Mm -hmm. this, will, this will be the only podcast where the woman knows about sports more right. than the man. I know nothing about <laughs> it's it. It's a religion yeah. in the Midwest, Oh, sure. yeah, yeah, true. Okay, right. cool. So when, uh, when you were a kid, like four or five or six, we all had dreams growing up, right? What did you want to be when you were four or five? What's the earliest memory you had? You know, it's so funny because I had dreams and goals of my own, and I remember my parents uh, adamantly saying, you know, you should decide whether you want to be a doctor or a lawyer. And Your parents were Indian? <laughs> No, they're not, but very uh, similar. Okay. Actually, uh, Polish and German. All so right. definitely education was very important. Um, so I actually wanted to be a doctor like you. And then at some point, you know, it, it changed to law in college. Um, but what I wanted to do was perform. Really, I didn't know if I wanted to be an actor, but I just I knew I loved performing. I, had, I have a twin sister. We used to perform parent trap scenes, you know, the <laughs> movie about twins, yeah. right? The original Haley Mills parent trap movie. Yeah. So we'd uh, actually give out tickets to our relatives at Thanksgiving and we'd perform these scenes from movies and choreograph different dances to Beach Boys albums. And How old were you? Um, a bit like between five and ten we were performing oh, for our a, family. It's a lot easier to sell tickets at that age, right? <laughs> I was selling them like hotcakes, let me tell you. <laughs> That's really cool. All right, so yeah. backtracking a little bit, your dad is a doctor, a pediatric surgeon, is that right? Um, he's actually a neonatologist, and oh. then my mom was a neonatal nurse, and when he was a resident, uh, she was a nurse in the same hospital, and that's how they met. That's their love story. It's kind of cute. Over babies. Oh, uh, okay. So that's where the pressure comes from, to yeah. be a doctor or a lawyer. Those are the two things. There's no engineer in this. It's just no, doctor or lawyer. No engineer, just doctor okay. and lawyer, and you know, it's kind of funny now, because I was a lawyer, and then my twin sister is a lawyer, and my brother is a doctor. So oh. we all kind of followed that path, and then I diverted from it at some point. Okay, so you knew from an early age that you wanted to perform. I always, you know, had that bug. You know, I think yeah. some of us have it, some of us don't. And uh, what was it that sparked it? Um, you know, I don't know if there is one thing. I think just watching movies, you know, seeing The Parent Trap, I wanted to perform that scene. Or I saw Karate Kid and I thought, oh, I want to act out a scene. Let me go to karate. And I enrolled mm. in karate and then I was eight and I had my black belt and I wanted to be the Karate Kid. So whatever it was, I just wanted to be performing. So And then um, along the way, Mighty Ducks was filmed in Minnesota with Emilio Estevez, you know, the original Mighty Ducks. Right. And so that was my first audition when I was eight. So, you know, got to skate around the rink, you know, do some lines. Mm -hmm. uh, and then that Not was lines of coke. No, no, okay, I was eight. Okay. <laughs> Not that it's okay now, but <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, yeah, a few uh, speaking lines for an audition, uh, and that was my first taste of real acting, I would say, the industry. Okay, and how did your parents feel about you acting? Were they like, oh, this is just a phase, she's going to go back, or what, what was... 
I don't think they were against it, but school was the first priority. So, you know, I could have hobbies. I can, you know, do my little performances or choreograph dances, but I need to focus on school and that has to come first. Okay. Mm -hmm. Did you enjoy school? You know, I did. I'm, I'm definitely uh, a bookworm and definitely hmm. a nerd. Most people don't know. Uh, now I'm an acting nerd, but I was, you know, a school nerd all growing up, straight A's, you know, the whole bit. I actually really love learning and I love school. Uh, which I think was an easy transition into acting because you can truly study it just like anything else. Study the theories, study the grades. Um, you know, it's not just trying to perform, but it's really understanding how to become a great actor that I love. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Got it. All right. Well, you definitely look like a nerd. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. Yeah, I've been told. No. <laughs> for, the, for the people that can't see this video, she's wearing a stunning dress. She doesn't look <laughs> like a nerd at all, but maybe the irony is is lost on uh, audio. Yeah, I think first impression <laughs> is uh, dumb blonde, but then you get to know me and you learn that I'm, I'm quite an acting nerd, so. All right, so you're kind of, are you doing plays in school? Like what is, uh, you're still continuing. You're getting all your straight A's and everything, and then right. the pressure comes for you to go into law? Or is it just, yeah, tell me about what was the transition like? Just sure, sure. I did school plays. You know, I I think I had you know my toe di dipped in acting all throughout uh, my schooling. But yeah, it did come first. Definitely getting straight A's. Mm. I you know went into college uh, was business major, actually double major in business. And then I took so many acting classes as electives that it actually turned into another degree. Oh, you took acting in school? Yeah, in college. Okay. Yeah, and then did school plays along the way, elementary school, things like that. Um, how how are your grades in acting? Because I got an A minus and I got discouraged and I didn't act anymore in college. So what, what was your experience like? You know, in college, I pretty much got 4.0, uh, not to brag, okay. but but yeah, I just, I was an overachiever for sure. So I remember my first scene that I performed was Streetcar Named Desire. Um, so not an easy scene, no. right? Who were you? Um, Blanche? I was Blanche. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's a yeah. tough role. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I loved it, you know, so whatever the class was, I wanted to excel in it, but, but I had fun with acting and business. I enjoyed, but, you know, it wasn't really for me, but I just decided, you know, I'm not really, you know, ready to, to work. My parents aren't going to let me just work after college, so I'm going to go to law school, and I enrolled in the JD MBA program. Wait, they would not allow you to work in acting, is that what you're saying? Well, just, they wanted me to continue to graduate school. Okay. Yeah. And so there was never a point where you said, I don't think I want to go to law school or get an MBA, I just want to be an actress. Well, I at some point thought I could do both, and then you realize as you try and take a career in acting seriously that you really just cannot do both. So I think, you know, going into law school and things, I thought, you know, oh, I can do everything, and uh, really you cannot. Yeah. So, I mean, law school is very demanding, of course, as you know from your medical mm -hmm. background. Um, graduate school is not something to take lightly, and yeah, it, it did get put on the back burner for sure during law school. Okay, so, so you, you're doing your JD, MBA, which is very prestigious to do. Thank you. Yeah. And um, do you are you able to act at all? Because I know law school is pretty intense. Yeah, not really. No, not no? during law school. Wow. No, I didn't. But, you know, I took Oh, they said, no, it's not intense. No, it is. Intense, it is intense. But intense. I, okay. I did not get to act during law school, yeah. um, except um, what I found enjoyable about law was I took trial advocacy. So, you know, you're performing in court or a fake mock court in law school. So, you know, I was doing a lot of trial classes so I could get up and kind of perform in front of people. 
Oh, yeah. So there is a little bit of acting in law. I never thought about oh, that. Oh, there is definitely. I yeah. mean, you're trying to convince someone that your client who has probably told you they're guilty or, you know, not above board, you know, you're trying to make them look like a saint. And there's definitely acting in that and persuasion. And, you know, you're putting on this persona to try and sway a judge or jury. Oh, wow. That seems very manipulative. <laughs> I don't like to think of it that way, but... Um, Persuasive is a better word, perhaps. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Well, you're going through JD and MBA. That's probably five years, I think. Is four. Oh, the, combined the combined program, program is, is four years. Four, and correct. during that time, you're not able to act a lot. How did you feel? Uh, it was it was difficult. It was difficult. I think you know you have your head down in grad school. You know it's hard to even do anything besides study and you know prepare for getting a job afterwards and things like that. So. Did it bother you a lot that you're separated from your art? It did. You know, I just I always had this voice in the back of my mind, you know, thinking, you know, this isn't my true passion. You know, I enjoyed law school and I enjoyed being a lawyer. And after about eight years, I'd like to think I was really good at it at that point. Um, but I, I never felt like that was my true calling. And I felt like I was kind of giving up on the part of my life that I enjoyed and loved since I was a kid. But you you, you stopped acting for a little bit. Yeah. And yeah. you continued on this path of law for how many years once you you got out you got a were you partner or did you join a law firm first yeah, i've been a part of a few law firms so okay. i kind of i bounced around um again overachiever i went from uh i you know when i graduated it was the economy wasn't great so you know i cut my teeth starting in criminal law and then construction defect litigation i just wanted to work and then moved my way up the ranks to bigger and bigger law firms and eventually went in-house for a large company. So I kept moving around thinking maybe I'll find my fit or maybe I will be passionate about law like I was about acting. And as I moved firms and tried different types of law, it just never really had that feeling for that, me. That's interesting that you say you thought you would be passionate about a law because that's the same thing that happened to mm -hmm. me in medicine. Like mm -hmm. I was I was sitting there, I was like, if I get, do more research papers and I'm an accomplished scholar, I will feel good about myself and I'll, I'll fall in love with this. I actually talked myself into thinking that mm -hmm. I really enjoyed medicine at a certain point. You know, I was like, even if I won the $600 million lottery, I'm still going to be a doctor. Yeah, yeah. So you kind of had a, a similar conversation where you talked, your, you, you were like, I'm going to fall in love with law and it'll be fine. Well, I think when you put that much time, effort, and, you know, you, you have student loans up the wazoo, you know, you mm. want to try and convince yourself, okay, look, maybe I should like this uh, deal here. But um, sometimes that doesn't always happen. And, you know, like I said, my twin sister's a lawyer and her husband's a lawyer. And I remember uh, my brother-in-law telling me one day, you know, I knew I was born to be a lawyer and this mm. is what I love. And it really really resonated with me because I didn't feel that way. And yeah. I was, you know, envious of him that he's in a career that he's so passionate about. And I just, I wanted that for myself. Mm. And what did your, were your sister and your brother, are they passionate about what they do? Or did you feel like they also wanted to do something in the arts? Uh, yeah, my sister, we both were Leos. So we both always loved performing and loved the spotlight. So she's always kind of been on the same page. You know, now she's a trial lawyer as well. Um, so I think we both tried to parlay law into, you know, performing and acting, and we both became trial lawyers and litigators. So yeah. interesting that you can do so many things in law, and we both wanted to be performing in front of judges <laughs> and juries. So, yeah. yeah. But you, so you did that for how many years? Like eight years. Eight years, and yeah. uh, you paid off all your debts. Yeah, right, all the yeah. time, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Student loans are gone, man. Yeah. 
Well, they would have been, uh, they'll be forgiven soon. Yeah, I, right. I think, that's, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, those Unless, are the things you can't worry about, right? Yeah. I mean, you're transferring into like a whole new area. You know, you're not a lawyer anymore. And, you know, if you worry about all those things, like little loans, then, you know, you're, you're not going to pursue your passion. The little $150,000 loan. Right. You can't let that get in the way of your dream, right? <laughs> You were probably acting, though, while you were uh, working as a lawyer, right? Uh, so I did start, uh, you know, I moved to Texas for a job, and uh, I realized there's a lot of non-union work in Texas. Mm. And, you know, as I was uh, practicing as a lawyer, I picked up a lot of different classes, like Brian Thornton, like we talked about in Texas. Right. So I went to a number of different acting coaches i did three years of improv at station theater in in texas i, I did two well. years there yeah, yeah we have a very similar <laughs> training history in yeah. texas um and then you know started booking jobs and realizing wow maybe i can do this and do law and you know at some point it just became too much where i had to pick one you know you can't be all in you know, doing both law and acting, you just yeah. Can't. So what was that point? What, what what do you feel like the uh, the straw that broke the camel's back? I always get them confused. I want to say the camel that broke the straw's back, but that doesn't work <laughs> very well. That's an interesting way to look at it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, whichever way it is, um, I think it was just taking on uh, more and more roles. Um, there was so much work in Texas. And uh, I was just really enjoying it. And it started uh, to be where I was booking things that were conflicting with work, of course. Uh. And it got to the point where I thought, you know, maybe I can really do this, stay steady with it, study with the work. And I have to pick one. I can't do both anymore. And I thought, you know, what better time than now to not have regrets? Like, that was my biggest thing was I don't want to have regrets in life. So I'm just going to leap and figure it out. So was there some kind of defining moment where you said, I don't want to have any regrets? Did something catalyze that? I think it was because I moved around to a lot of different firms. I did so many different types of law. And then I was finally in-house, which was my goal with the JD MBA. Mm. I thought combine the business and law. And I just always, um, well, I never felt completely fulfilled. So I thought, OK, I finally met this goal. I've been to trial how many times? I just felt like nothing really is going to be a fit for me. I tried everything. Uh, so I think at that point, I'm like in-house a few years, and I'm like, you know what? Where else do I go now? There's nowhere else. Like, I've tried it all. You've already um, achieved everything. Well, everything I wanted to in, in law. law. Yeah, yeah, I checked I all think. my boxes, and then I was on. I think of that as just a chapter of my life, and I was ready for the next chapter. I, that's fascinating. I, You know, that that's how my mind operates, too. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I've already achieved everything that I want to in yeah. medicine. I'm at the top of the game, but what's this other thing that yeah. I could be doing with my life? So then, exactly, and you had to make the you had to make the transition. You have to say, I, I just I have to do this acting thing now full time because you're getting a lot of work in Texas. So exactly, yeah, and I just thought it could stay, you know, keep me keep it steady, and you know, I always had a job on the books, so that was the goal. Just never go without the next job booked. Oh, wow. um, so that kind of kept me going. Um, for a while and then pandemic hit but uh, it got me going for a few years you know before that time happened did so. you have any external pressures uh, of people saying no this is not a good idea who do you counsel with when you're you know making a big life decision like this yeah so it was kind of hard because I didn't want to tell my parents at first uh, as I'm sure you can understand but um, you know I didn't want to let them down or disappoint them and I think out here in LA it's different because everyone comes here with a dream and 
it's commonplace, you know, to meet people like you where you've left a huge career to do, you know, do something you're passionate about. But in Texas, I would tell people, oh, I was a lawyer and I'm an actress. And they look at you like you have three heads, (laughs) you know, and people definitely that I told in my life um, thought maybe I'm a little crazy. You know, who does something that drastic? Like, is something wrong with you? You know, and I would just explain, no, you know, I've always wanted to do this. Why not? And then I think kind of the shock of it turned into appreciation for what I did. Um, And then you start hearing stories of people say, well, I've, I've always wanted to do that. I want to do that, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it was hard because I feel like I didn't have a lot of people to talk to. Um, but I remember running into my acting class saying, I quit my job. I quit my uh. job. Uh, so it was really exciting for me. But I kind of had to take that on myself. And What you know, year was that where you just put the – what is it? That was that? about five years ago now. Okay, so 2017-ish. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and so you're, yeah. you're done with – law done done like turned in the laptop turned in the cell phone like what did your firm say uh they said i think they still might think i'm coming back because (laughs) they said you know we'll have a place here for you (laughs) and i said no no i think it's time for me to go you know i'm done and and they're like but but you could come back (laughs) so (laughs) the door is always open you know left on great terms and i i loved everyone i've worked with at every firm i really enjoyed the people yeah but it just wasn't my passion yeah yeah so it wasn't too much of a drain it was just you really want to pursue this thing yeah yeah pursue the acting thing so okay um once you're in 2017 you drop everything now what's the plan I just dove into acting and studied it. I tried to be a sponge, just learning everything I could. I read every book I could on acting, on marketing for acting, the business of acting, auditioning, every, just read, 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 you know, just study everything. And then I, t- I was taking multiple acting classes at once on top of improv. So I just really immersed myself in mm-hmm. acting. I was listening to every podcast I could. Um, you know, I had, I had heard 10 years, 10,000 hours as a professional to become great. So I thought I'm going to fast track this. I'm going to put in (laughs) as many hours as I can to just bypass the years and get the hours in. So I was just working like a dog, like I did in law, you know, we're we're so similar because (laughs) that's exactly how, yeah, that's exactly (laughs) how I felt. It was like, I'm just going to put in all the hours if they say 10,000 let's just put them all in right now in the next three years I know there are days <laughs> where I'm like okay if I did four hours here I'm yeah. still kind of calculating <laughs> yeah have yeah. you gotten your 10,000 hours in now I, I kind of sure. feel like I have yeah. um yeah just because it's something that you know it doesn't feel like work obviously mm-hmm. so I put in yeah. so many hours but I want to put in more there's not enough time in the day to read all the plays I want to do or take all the classes I want to do or you know, do things to improve acting, like I do dance, or we were talking about Tai Chi, you know, yeah. just to improve acting. So there's just so much I want to accomplish, you know, it just never feels like work. Well, has, has there ever come a point where you're like, I, I don't, I can't finance the lifestyle that I used to have. I have a pretty nice job. I can afford a nice place and health insurance and all this other stuff. Uh, how did you go, how did you transition into a, I guess, a cheaper lifestyle? Yeah, so or did you? Or were you like, no, I'm going to maintain this? Yeah, um, so as, as a, almost a 10-year lawyer, uh, the salary is pretty lucrative. Right. And when you cut that cold turkey, it's a lot different. And yeah. you're doing non-union commercials yeah. and uh, independent films. Um, so just like how hard I worked in law, I just started hustling. And I do think that you know when you put yourself in a position 
um, to make things happen, you will just make them happen. So, so you were able to maintain your lifestyle. Well, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, you know, no, I am very frugal now. Okay. I mean, as a 10 year lawyer, you know, if I wanted to buy something, I bought it, but that is not the now case. you think twice. Well, now <laughs> it's I think of purchasing things as that's an acting class or, hey, you know, that nice car is how many, you know, headshot sessions. So you start <laughs> thinking differently yeah. um, as an actor. But, you know, it's kind of funny. I came to L.A. and you know, didn't have a job at first. And I remember my friend in my acting class said, hey, the restaurant I'm working at is looking for another hostess. You know, if you if anyone's looking for a job. And I thought, oh, well, I got to start working here. Wow. So I so are you working there? Not, not anymore. I okay, was, okay. you know, this is a couple of years ago now. But um, yeah, so I went to this interview and I thought, do I bring my law resume or do I bring my <laughs> acting resume? Because I certainly don't have any restaurant experience. That's right. So I sit down, you know, and the manager, of course, is, says immediately, let's see your resume. And so I said, OK, about that, you're going to see a lot of law firms, but I'm not above any work. I'm a hard worker, you know, and he hired me and, and gave me a shot. So I started out in the restaurant biz. Wow. Um, yeah. And now I've transitioned uh, to do legal writing, so which I always did. So I write articles for Forbes, Fortune and Entrepreneur okay. magazine. Yeah. Let's talk about all of the financial hustles that you have while you're after you quit your job what, what have you worked as yeah, so to I've, make your money i definitely have a lot of side hustles i okay. think you need a lot of streams of income okay for sure especially living in la yeah. you know it is not a cheap place we want to hear live. all about it that's yeah. what everybody wants to know what are the side hustles right right so it's a little unique for me so yeah. i do uh you know contract uh, writing for forbes and fortune magazine a lot of legal articles mm -hmm. so i'm using my law degree in that respect it's fully remote and then I also do contract uh, legal writing, just motions and things like that on the side as well for another company. And then Instagram has become a source of income. So I make reels and get money. I started a subscription just for behind the scenes stuff for subscribers. So I've, I get money that way too. Um, and then, you know, people send me clothes and I wear them and I post them and get commissions off clothes. So, you know, it's not a ton of money, but, um, you know, any, any well, what money is, is a good ton money. of money? What, what is a ton of money to you? Well, I mean, it's, it's changed right <laughs> yeah. now. I mean, I feel like I had a quote unquote ton of money as a lawyer. And the more I was chasing the money. So bigger firms, bigger firms, bigger firms, promotions, negotiating contracts. And I just found that the more money I got, the less happy I was. And I learned mm. as a lawyer that money really doesn't drive me at all. Yeah. Um, so now my standard of a lot of money is really, can I cover my bills and go to acting class? Yeah. So that's now a lot of money in LA. And I do feel fortunate because I see people in my acting classes who don't have the law degree to, you know, do writing jobs. Right. And, you know, honestly, I don't know how a lot of people do it because I'm really hustling to make it happen myself. Yeah. So it gets tight for sure. It does. But I it is worth it. So th is there any days where you're like, I don't, I think I want to just go back to law. This is just too much. I can't take it. So actually, no, I wow. never have days like that. It's funny because, you know, I hear my acting friends, you know, get really distraught about, you know, not getting an audition they wanted or not getting a call back, not booking a gig. And really for me, the worst possible day I could ever think of as a, an actor is the best day that I could have ever had as a lawyer. <laughs> so I think having that professional career, not thinking what if I was a lawyer, 
makes every day so great. I mean, are there tough days like everything? Yes, and juggling so much like you know, you know, you're trying to have your toe dipped in so many things as an actor and get exposure and train and do all these things. Um, and so it's stressful, but I truly feel like I'm living my dream and I'm just so lucky. It was so difficult, but somehow like I made it happen. I, I have never looked back. You, you make it sound easy. It's so <laughs> funny because I think a lot of people do think it's easy and it is not. It was the hardest decision of my life. Moving to L.A. from Texas was also really hard. You know, it's a, a different lifestyle for sure. And you're competing against great actors. Mm-hmm. Um, the best of the best. So it def- I definitely don't want to paint it as easy because people will come to me in Texas and they said, I'm going to quit my job just like you. And I'm like, okay, I'm not endorsing quitting your job. This yeah. is not easy. Yeah. Um, you know, definitely follow your dream. But, you know, don't come blaming me later. <laughs> yeah, have a plan set up. Yeah, because, you know, the Instagram life, right, it looks so glamorous. And behind the scenes, um, so many actors are putting in the work and putting in the hours. And you don't see that, um, right. how hard it truly is to do what we do. Yeah, yeah. that's true. So what uh, – do you have any advice for your past self? Would you ever go back and be like, don't go to law school? Or are you happy with the path that you've taken? You know, at first I struggled with that a lot and thought, man, what if I just, you know, came out to L.A. when I was 18? Yeah. You know, I'd be so you know, ahead of the curve. But really, my professional career has really helped me in acting. You know, I've been on set where people say, thank you so much. You came on time and you're prepared. You know your lines. And I w- it came up a lot where I said, isn't that my job, (laughs) you know, but, um, punctuality and, you know, just being accountable, things like that, that I was trained to do as a lawyer and a professional have really helped, uh, advance my acting career because it's a business. So, you know, we love to just go to acting class and improve our craft, but at the end of the day, you know, you have to have a business mentality too. And that I feel like has differentiated me as an actor. Okay. Well then do you have any advice for people that are considering, uh, career change yeah you know people ask me a lot and I always say to just take the leap because so many people say well once I line this up and do this and there's so many excuses you can come up with excuses for days and years Mm. and you know the sooner you start the sooner you're on your path to your dream so I think the timing is never right and also when you take the leap it just lights a fire under you and you figure it out and make it happen. So I think like just having that blind faith that your dream and your passion will carry you, it's good to have faith in because it it truly will, I think. Yeah, never underestimate what you're capable of as a human being. That's what I always say. Yeah, and you don't wanna look back and have regrets. I know if I didn't do this transition, I would regret it my entire life. I truly, truly would. So, um, and that wasn't something I was willing to live with. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, what are some of your big wins uh, over the past couple of years? Big wins? Um, so I think for me, uh, becoming a member of SAG-AFTRA was huge. You know, yeah. just like law or anything in my life, I, I want to be the best. I mean, we all want to be the best. And I wanted to compete against the best for roles. And uh, that really was a huge turning point in my acting career, I mm-hmm. think. Um, also, um, signing with established artists, uh, you know, as you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, having management that's amazing, that's another huge win, life changer. 
Um, I, I actually made my own uh, SAG-AFTRA film that's in the process of being editing, which was taking on so many hats, you know, casting and line producing and executive producing and you name it, um, you know, I did it and, and that was very, very challenging, but something I'm very proud of as well. And then just the roles of movies I've been involved with, different commercials I've been on. I was in a Super Bowl commercial for Walmart that wow. when we filmed it, they didn't tell us it was Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, so fun stuff like that. Um, yeah. Big wins along the way that keep you going. It sounds like, you know, you have all these different hats. Probably having uh, this professional life before has given you these superpowers. So I think, you know, it's really interesting to see people that have come from a different, you know, corporate job or any type of job, they, they bring a different skill set to the, the workforce. So, you know, I, I always feel like telling people, don't worry about your age. You can do anything you want in life. You can transition at any point, right? Yeah, I think there are so many transferable skills. I mean, like performing in a courtroom now is like performing on camera. And then also the legal end of it. I mean, make producing a film, you know, I had to procure uh, insurance for the film. I was a one-man legal team, and I did all of the contracts for above the line, below the line for my film. Mm. Um, you know, things that yeah. I would ha have had to pay a lawyer for. Or, you know, there are a lot of things that I'm able to do, I think, just on the business side or production side, even though acting is definitely where I belong, not so much filmmaking. But um, it, w it came in very helpful. Or early on, before having representation, I was negotiating my own acting deals. So that was kind of cool. Wow. Yeah, or, and reviewing the contracts they gave me, which I will tell you, filmmakers do not pull contracts off the internet. It's not <laughs> smart. <laughs> um, some were definitely in my favor, and no one knew. I've done that before. OK, well, we'll talk <laughs> after this. <laughs> Um, so yeah, there, there are definitely so many skills that I never thought would be transferable, and they definitely have been. Okay, well, um, is there anything else you want to talk about today? Any big wins? Any You've already talked about your wins. Um, anything else you want to tell an audience? Oh, I just think that it's important to follow your passion and follow your dream and know who you are as an individual. I think acting has taught us all that. And it's just such a, a change when you're really doing what you're passionate about. And I just really feel like I'm living my best life. And it was not, there's no easy path to any place worth going. And it's very true. Uh, but it, it definitely is very rewarding in the end. Okay. Living the best life. I've been saying that too. Yeah. Living my best life. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoying the ride. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, thanks so much for um, coming on this podcast, this YouTube video as well, YouTube channel. Um, let's see. What else do I want to say? I want to say that anybody considering doing something outside of the corporate life and want to transition into arts, I believe in you and you should believe in yourself. I know it sounds cheesy and I'm very sarcastic usually, but I'm not being sarcastic. I mean it. Have a good night or day, whatever. <laughs>